Welcome to another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. I am Wiso Vasquez, giving you an hour-long podcast dedicated to all things Mexican football. Lately, it has not been about football, like uh, we were on last week, talking about all the craziness that happened. But I think today we're a little bit back. We're actually going to be talking about football, kind of, kind of, because there's a big story in the next hour that maybe not have to do with the beautiful game, but again, more drama. But it's Liga Mickey's and everything we... we Every time we come in with Nate League Mackey, there's some kind of random news that's not about uh, football that the whole world knows. So we'll continue it, but I guarantee there's more football. We're going to start with big questions tonight and saying hello to our guests for tonight. The big question after what happened in L.A. and El Tráfico, does Vela and LAFC, is this, do they have to win now, the MLS? Or do they win? You know, the question is, do they win MLS Cup now? So I'm going to go with Adriana, who is in Mexico City, who's rushing home, finally made it. Adriana, how are you? Uh, what do you think about that question? Um, I think they're kind of obligated to win now. <laughs> um, I don't think that they can. I, I don't only think they can win. I think they will win. Okay. Um, whoever they face, I, I think they're the team to beat this season in, in MLS. I do think Atlanta might make it a little more difficult for them. But um, I do think that they have everything. It's a really strong team. They, they've been consistent throughout the entire season. Obviously, Carlos Vela just leading the team all the way. So I definitely do see them making it all the way through. All right. And in San Diego, Tijuana area, Mr. Cesar Hernandez, who went to the game, who I am completely jealous of specific, I mean, especially because you were at the at those types of in the atmosphere. I think I really, really wanted to go. But Cesar, uh, the Valencia FC win M- the MLS Cup. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of think so. I mean, you kind of assume that the game against the Galaxy was the biggest hurdle that LAFC would have, you know, especially up against them in the playoffs. You know, they've never been able to beat the Galaxy before. And being able to get that win over them in the playoffs, I feel like that was their biggest challenge. So if they could beat Zlatan in that rivalry match, you know, why not Why not anyone else in the league? But like but like Adriana said, you know, a team like Atlanta might make things a little tough. Um, actually, uh, ran into Rafa from FMF State of Mind, so a.k.a. Rafa Rambles on Twitter. Uh, I was chatting with him uh, before the game, and he definitely watches more Major League Soccer than I do. He seems to think that it'll be maybe Seattle and Atlanta in the final, which was interesting to dun, hear. Dun, dun. But, but yeah, so we can't rule out those teams, uh, those teams just yet, but at, at least from what I've seen uh, from LAFC this season, what I've seen from other MLS teams this season, I feel like this was their biggest hurdle, so I think that, yeah, uh, LAFC takes it. You, you you mentioned you know it was their biggest game their biggest hurdle it was, it was more of a more of a mental kind of game right as far as the pressure that LAFC and Carlos Vela has, has had that they haven't been able to beat Slatan's you know LA Galaxy team and, and all the traficos um, and I would say more mental but as far as the toughest team you know you just said it right now um, Rafa very respected his opinion saying that you know it could be Seattle and Atlanta so. Uh, taking it one game at a time. The big question from uh, from AR producer Amy is, do they win it? But at the same time, they still have, you know, a uh, a very very important matchup coming up, of course. And uh, would you say, Cesar Adriana? How would you say the LAFC doesn't make it? They lose. Carlos Vela loses. Is, is this? Is there Failure, like a little yes. asterisk kind of like on Vela because he didn't have the perfect season like everybody thinks he should have? Yeah, because I mean, usually, I mean, players usually say this. They say you don't remember who was second place. You either, you just remember who wins. 
So despite having such an amazing season, I do think, um, yeah, it would be like like an asterisk, like next to his name, like oh, he had the amazing season, but didn't win. Um, record goal scoring, everything, just doing everything right, and then not making it. Yeah, I think the fact that they are the favorites to win the title just simply means that they, you know, it would be a little bit. And it's 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 tough to use the word failure because they won the supporter shield because mm-hmm. Bella broke the single season uh, MLS record when it comes to goals goals in a single season. So I'm not gonna say failure. I'm gonna say it'd be I think it'd be a disappointment for LAFC fans to for them not to see uh, the team uh, lift uh, lift the MLS Cup title. So I think they're expected to win. I'm not gonna say it's a failure just because of what they did during the regular season that they it are is the a support- failure season. Oh, okay, oh. all right, all right. So Adrian, Adriana is saying it's 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 a failure. I don't I don't know. I, I think I, are I, they I, already that big, Adriana? I mean, we're thinking like America and Chivas if they go through they that. Are. Yeah, they beat Zlatan. Who? What's bigger than that? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> they've only they've only been around. I mean, this is only their second season, though. You know, I, I feel like this is this is this a little too much too quickly for them. But that's I, I what know. happens when you're. Th- I mean, you're playing this uh, this great of football at MLS, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it, yeah I, I'm with you. There. I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle of. I won't say failure like Adriana because again, I mean, make it to the semifinal and. But it's definitely a disappointment. But a little bit more than that, it's kind of like the haters would be like, ha, you know, they couldn't. Yeah, they beat us. And that that makes or break the season. And I'm um, I'm a Arizona State graduate in our heated, heated drive in football and basketball in every school. It's Univers- University of Arizona. And I does, it doesn't matter if we have a horrible season as long as we beat u of a in those two in, in, in those sports and it break it makes or break our season right and it's kind of does that kind of go into it where our lafc fans happy if as long as they beat galaxy or they do they consider the season a failure if they yeah, don't it's like, win it's kind of crazy it's, it's, it, it, it i mean it's just like once again i think it's i think it's difficult to say it's a failure like if you to tell lafc fans like all right you'll finish at the very top of the regular season and you'll also beat the galaxy in the playoffs like i'm not gonna say that's that's a perfect season. That's that's immediately means success. But I feel like regardless of what else happens, in the playoffs. Like I'm not. I, I, I don't think it'd be. I don't think it'd be fair to say that it's going to be a failure if they don't win the title. You know, is it? Are they expected to win the title? Yes. Is it? Is it going to be underwhelming uh, for their fans if they do? If they do fail to to win that title? Yeah, I would agree. So, but I'm not going to say failure. I don't, I don't think it's black or white. You know, I don't think it's either they. they they're going to they're going to succeed and win the title and that's and that's seen as success mm-hmm. but I could say if they don't win the title that immediately means it's a failure. <laughs> don't you think you, they would change the entire season, the records, like being the best team, beating Galaxy um, to make it through the semifinals, I mean to the finals. Um, do you think that they wouldn't change all of that for for their first MLS Cup? Yeah. I don't know. I think there's certain fans out there that are just happy as it is that they <laughs> they got the win over the galaxy. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, I, 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 it's fun saying, though. It's fun, it's kind of the, those scenarios though. Like it's it's to, it'd be funny. Like if there are any LAFC fans, like you know, that are listening to us, you know, it, would it be a failure because you didn't win? You know, tweet at us definitely. Um, I think as an outsider, right? I, I'm not like I don't, I don't I don't like love either team or I, I'm obviously a big Vela fan and uh, there's Jonah on the other side and I, if I had to pick I kind of want to I want Vela to win uh, and 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 have a great great season but if he doesn't it's kind of like uh, like you you let me down <laughs> you know because it's 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 people will now really really go, especially develop uh, throughout the season and it's MLS and you know anybody could do it and all these people that have kind of come out and just be like well Vela's supposed to do that if, if he doesn't win 
you know, the championship, it's kind of like, eh, what did he do all this for if it didn't get him that? And even he says that. Adena, you said it, right? I mean, every question was like, hey, about him, about breaking the record, he keeps saying, it doesn't matter what happens with me. It all matters with, yeah. you know, with, with getting that championship. So even to them, they're putting that pressure. Agreed. And by the way, I was quite amazed. All, like, the game, LA Galaxy, El Trafico, um, LAFC, LAFC, Galaxy, Slata, and Carlos Vela, all of those were trending in Mexico during the game. Yeah. So it just goes to show that MLS is doing a really, really good job getting those games and getting people hyped about around the league over here. And that that's just huge. I mean, I, it was out of like 20 trending topics, there were like seven or eight that were just about the game. It makes sense. Like it, it, the, you, you take a, a Mexican player that does really well in a team and Mexico is going to be on top of it. Then you take the polarizing player like Slatan, who is like against it, and it's it's a recipe for success. Yeah, yeah unfortunately for agreed. Major League Soccer, though, is that this this game might <laughs> overshadow anything that happens in the conference finals or everything that that happens in the MLS Cup final, like, or I anything that's ever happened in MLS history. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, when was like, the last time? I, I guess when Mexico or the world is really looking at a game. Yeah, and, and I can't imagine like if it's if it's Toronto versus like Seattle in the MLS Cup final. Like we're not we're not going to be talking about the Mexican soccer obviously because there's no no Mexican players right there. At least they're relevant to to us. There's and it's not going to be. There's no Ibrahimovic. There's no Vela. It's not going to garner the same amount of attention. So I think it's it's really exciting that it was able to kind of like get so much attention and that the ticket prices were like ridiculous too because of the demand for this game. But I th- still think that obviously Major League Soccer still has a. A lot of room to grow uh, because, yeah, this is this game's going to overshadow anything that's going to happen in the rest of the playoffs. Unless if like Vela scores like ten goals in, in, in the game or something, I don't know. <laughs> I was actually looking at Seattle, and there is a Mexican we could root for. In yeah, it's co- part of the coaching staff, right? Yeah, it's Gonzo Pineda. Gonzo Pineda. Yeah. That's right, because he used to he used to play for the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. he used to play for Chivas too, but that's another thing. We play for the national team a couple <laughs> times there too. I think. I think there's yeah. a Mexican. There might be a Mexican American in Toronto, but I guess I guess we're we're, we're talking more so of like high profile, like Mexicans yeah. and Mexican Americans are like relevant to L three and whatnot. Um, it was 2017, 2016. He played in Seattle. I mean, it wasn't that far ago. Gonzalo Pineda, right? He was. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, not, not too long ago. Uh, but yeah, he's he's being overshadowed definitely by Bella and Jonathan. Um, Making even even Atlanta. I mean, I think I've seen. I, I, could you guys? Would you guys imagine? I've seen probably like twenty jerseys over here from LAFC, mm. and I have no idea where these guys get them from because they don't sell them over here. By the way, that's a really like a million dollar idea. Lorena, <laughs> outside the the Azteca, you can find any jersey. No, 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 no. I, I'm like original jerseys. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? Like legit okay. ones? Oh, wow. Yeah, not not the ones that say Charlie Candles, like the ones that actually say. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll be seeing. Cesar, when's our, when? When are we watching our Charlie Candle now? What's next? Tell us. Uh, so we'll be having to 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 light the candles on Tuesday night. So it'll be LAFC versus Seattle, so and much, then so sports this week. It's I know, right? And, and then on my br- crazy, on my... it's like a World Cup this week. I know, right? I even I'm paying attention to the World Series a little bit. But World anyway. Series, you got the NBA NBA starting back up. Uh, Playoffs. We got doble jornada. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's, it's a complete tangent, but like I like to look at all like the covers of all like the the Mexican sports papers, and like everybody was talking about F1 racing. Are, is yeah. this a big thing? Do I, like are we supposed to care about F1 racing? It's huge. I don't, I don't care about. F1. Is it? Checo Do Perez we... getting 
seventh. It, it, it is this week, and then people forget about it the rest of the year. I mean, except really like diehard fans. Because it because it happened in Mexico, right? Or there's some sort yeah. of race or something. It says hard. Yeah. It w- <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it Cesar, just seems like are, are, we're just gonna stop with Mexico. Cesar, are we seventh in anything in the world? Uh, I mean, we we've won the Youth World Cups, haven't we? <laughs> Except any other sport. <laughs> hey, we've got great. Let's see, we've got people. We have, who, a, we have the world's num- like best racquetball player. That's right. It's not an Olympic sport, but yeah, hey, we do. We we uh, what is it? We do great at diving, right? We do diving. Uh, some lately. like some karate stuff. Karate yep. stuff no, no, no. It's uh, it's 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 pretty cool, dude. You, you know, actually, you know what? There is a. I got the Cesar, and sorry, we're getting on a tangent. Sorry, sorry, Amy, if you're listening, I know. No, that's great. <laughs> um, it's my fault. But. Netflix. There is an F one. Um, oh, yeah, series. Series. Like watch yeah. it. Like watch it. Just, just, just. You're not nothing to do. Just push play on it, and you'll you'll get hooked on it. And it's it's pretty cool. It explains the whole F one thing, and it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, agreed. Watch it, everybody. That's. I'm now Googling ten, 10 things Mexico does better than anywhere else. <laughs> well, uh, food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good number one. All right, all right, going back to it. So, yeah, there's a lot of things happening this week, and uh, we kind of are, are, are on a tangent on this. fight on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> the what? The Canelo is fighting on Canelo's Saturday. Canelo's also fighting on Saturday. That's it, right. It really is. It's, it's like hectic over here. I mean, you have the World Series. You have people that know this, but there's a huge, like, like the fan base for baseball here in Mexico, it's huge. I mean, it's really, really, really big. Um, so you've got you got a Formula One race yesterday. You've got the World Series. Um, NFL is coming soon. You've got Canelo mm-hmm. fighting on Saturday. Um, we have a doble jornada for Liga MX tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, MLS playoffs. It, there's, yeah, MLS there's... playoffs. Yes, Verla, Charlie Candle. Yes. Yeah, ML, MLS playoffs. So it's it's, it's, it's like the World Cup. I think it's actually worse than a World Cup. Basketball basketball started back up so a lot of yep. people all right all right all right. we'll, we'll continue we'll continue last, last thing on the tangent yesterday i saw it was like the sports equinox or something um because it's the only day of the year where all four major leagues in the united states would take place yeah so you had nfl baseball hockey and basketball <laughs> interesting i didn't know that okay, yeah yeah so I, I saw that Although, i definitely don't care about hockey though <laughs> hockey's fun too it is fun i just don't care about it <laughs> but anywho uh on Vela, uh, really quickly <laughs> um, uh just kind of like uh, bringing it back all together um i think I, i'm like writing i'm writing about this and uh hopefully the article should be coming out at some point tomorrow. hey did you get that but, interview uh i mean it was a little it, it was a little tough just because he wasn't i was trying to like chat with him the day before the game mm-hmm. but they did but lafc didn't make him available so then i just took some post-match quotes and just worked it into my article okay but but i think i think once again though it's just like you could you could see how incredible player vela can be when he's happy you know it's, it's i feel like it's i feel like it's not really that complicated you know when someone's happy they're very very good at their job and we saw that when he was with uh, real sociedad when he was living that resort town of san sebastian where he met his wife and uh where they end up having their kid and we're seeing that now in la where I mean, he doesn't have as much pressure as he as he used to have with Mexico, and it's obviously paying off this MLS season. So, I mean, he's he, I mean, he's definitely made it clear that. Would we say that he had pressure with Mexico? Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I mean, think he, I mean, it, 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 was, it was the whole point of him not coming back, and you know, with what happened with the party, and he said he's done. And then people came back, and he was playing with the World Cup. I don't, I don't know. Was there a lot of pressure? From... He did actually earlier this year, though, like in a, in an interview, because it was a uh, it was after. 
it was at the first uh, call up for for Tata, and obviously Vela wasn't a part of it because uh, you know him and Tata had that conversation. It looked like things weren't working out. But uh, I, I remember I looked it up because I was writing the article earlier today. But he said he said about him not being in the call up. He said, "When I'm there, they kill me. When I'm out, they want me there. So it's never a good thing." So like he he specifically said that. You know, when he said they, he was talking <laughs> about fans and media. You know, so I, it's. It's clear that there is a lot of pressure that it kind of bothered him, you know. I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't. Know, I don't think we put that that much on on Vela as as being the pressure, but uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, but anywho, but yeah, just I mean, just just a fantastic game from him. Uh, yeah, that five three win over uh, over the Galaxy. You know, he had a, he had two goals and an assist, and uh, yeah, we'll see how he does uh, for the rest of the playoffs. And it looks like he'll probably be winning that MVP award too. Yeah. Well, uh, after oh, yeah. the match, um, I keep going back to someone keeps asking about the national team. Cesar and, and Amy, if you guys are there, can you just like, who who keeps asking him about the national team? Because every <laughs> time, I, I even feel bad. Like, we know why, and he had to say it one more time. Yeah. I'm not going to be there at my best in the World Cup. It's better to have somebody now. I'm taking somebody's turn. And well, I like kind of what he said. If there is someone that's better than me, like, no one should be better than me by in, in three years. Like... <laughs> I mean, no, no one. I shouldn't be better than. Sorry, I shouldn't be better than anyone. You know, in three years, like there should be somebody right now that is starting to and, and is going to be there, um, way better than I am. Which, I mean, he's, he's he said that back in 2014 too, and he's he said that in a, a recent interview too. That just like he said he and obviously there's some underlying issues there with the FMF, which yeah, clearly is a huge factor. That's what I mean, it is. We, we, we can't ignore that, and, and, it, and it might be that more than anything else. But and maybe he's just saying this just for PR reasons. But it, it is interesting that he said in two thousand for the two thousand fourteen World Cup that he didn't feel like it was right to take someone else's spot, and that as soon as the World Cup was over, he ended up joining back, uh, joining all three once again. And then once the World Cup cycle ended, he was like, "All right, I did what I had to do." Yeah. And, he, and he said that he just my job is take- done. Let's go. I, uh, I and it's the thing he's got problems with the FMF from from that stemming from that party and that that everybody just kind of threw it and he got suspended and then after that he's like f you guys and then kate gave a little more and then obviously all the contracts all the sponsorships all the crap that goes on and the politics for him he's like i don't need it and you know i, I think, think that's what it comes down need. to it yeah i mean he really doesn't need it i mean mm-hmm, he doesn't um, I, I mean many people have said this it was not only the party but it was only because he thinks that they were defending some other players mm-hmm. that didn't get Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when you think, hey, I don't really need this. I don't need you guys to screw me over and just say I, I did something and someone else didn't. And yeah, I think that's kind of like where we lost it. And through the and through this whole thing, everyone just goes on how he doesn't want to play for Mexico. When I think hopefully maybe in a few years or ten years from now I'll come back. This is why I did it. It's kind of like yeah. after Hugo Sanchez, you know, left all the FMF. I mean, he went back and he's like all the things that happened when he was playing and all that. So hopefully it all comes out. Um, yeah. But well, you know. We'll see. I mean, he's. I mean, just a final. Thing. I mean, just like he's. He's also made it clear. I mean, we all know it that this that soccer is more of a job than a passion for him. So I he's think that quote got kind of mistaken. No, but it, I think I no. think it is true. I, I think I think I think it is true that he does see the sport. I'm not saying he Good hates job. it because because I, I don't think I don't think he hates it. I think I think it's because no. when you see him score the goal, when you see him score goals, you see him do well. He's obviously got a big smile on his face, but I do think that he's not nearly as passionate about it as other people are. So I don't think he's really that bothered when about stuff regarding L3 or, or playing in Europe as much as we are, you know? And, and, and he's already done that, you know? <laughs> and he said his priority is LAFC and his family. So I think, I think honestly, and I don't, I don't blame him for it. I think he just, 
he just wants a comfortable lifestyle in Los Angeles to, you know, watch NBA games, have a nice spot by the beach. You know, I think that's that's what he wants. You know, I, he's good at his job, but I don't I don't think he's I don't buy into that because it's like authentic. I mean, it's, he hasn't changed his mind about it like a single time. I mean, yeah, he went to the national team, but then he went back to what he, he usually did and said. I mean, yeah, I, I respect it. I mean, I also don't like it. I'd like to see him with the team, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I I have no problem with his decision because he's kept true to it most of the time. For the record, I don't believe that he is in his like he doesn't like like it's it's not his passion. Why? Like the way that when when Bob Riley took him out of that game, he was pissed. <laughs> like he was <laughs> like he, he was mad. Does it look like a guy that's not doesn't care about not that doesn't care? I think we we took that they, somebody took that quote, and I'm trying to look like where is that quote because it's I tried to look for it like a few weeks back where he actually said that where um you know. Apparently, you know, it's it's a job or whatever in, in that whole interview because we always hear about it and I, I can't find the context I mean, he, of that. I think I mean, he's he's he said beforehand, like what he's he'd rather watch like a thousand times. He'd rather watch a basketball game more than soccer. And then as soon as he's done with work and I think I think once again, it's not that he hates his job. It's not that he really dislikes it. I think he just treats it like work and he's really good at his work. And when he gets home, he doesn't want to talk about soccer you know that's just not he's i think i'm not saying he doesn't feel passionate about it. i just think he isn't as passionate as as we feel as matias almeida i get it i mean yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know like there yeah i, I think i've I've like right in the scale of carlos vela to matias almeida like <laughs> where are you on your passion of football i get it <laughs> because there are you know people i mean look at maradona i mean that guy you know it's there's passion that, that guy it runs through his vein on, on, on the football and whatever but uh, well, we'll see what happens. Well, uh, I, I, for one, would like to see him lift the cup and have a perfect season. Although Adriana and, and Cesar, since you know you, you guys write and you do this, would it be kind of cool to see if Vela did accept call-ups to the national team? How many games? How many MLS games would he have missed, and could he have made? You know, could he have broken the record? Ooh. That's a good question. That's, That's and this question. all comes down to MLS having that weird calendar mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So um, there, if if you guys write a story, do like a little credit. We well, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, yeah, the true, the true turning, turning on are, my computer as we speak. <laughs> you give it to your to your, uh, your editors and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good story. Go for it. Once he wins it. Because maybe, maybe this is why. Maybe he didn't want to say it. He's like, you know what, guys? I want to get this record. I want to be the number one you know, player in MLS history. And I can't do it with the national team because you guys play nine games. And <laughs> you have the whole Gold Cup. And then you have like three other games in the U.S. and two other games before in the, in the Nations Cup. I'm not going to get it. So that's why I'm not doing it, okay? I'm selfish. I'm good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sneak in one Fair. quote from, from Vela from an article earlier uh, last week with the New York Times. He says, when I'm working, I want to be the best. But when I'm out, I don't want to watch games. I don't want to talk with anybody about football. I want to talk about life, about anything else. That doesn't sound like someone who really, really loves soccer, right? I don't know. I, don't know. I just want to sneak that one in there. Like, I saw Chicharito's little vlog thing. He never talked about soccer. <laughs> uh, he's not running that, is he? It's, it's that bald guy. It's that bald guy he's running That's that. Weird. Whatever, hey, by the way, whatever happened to that? Is it still going on? I don't know. I watched the first episode. I was like, all right, let's see. What it this was is too about. long, man. I was, yeah. I was like, I, mean, I need Amy to produce I that. Yeah, I don't even think I saw like a complete one. I was like, ah, no, I'm like too bothered for with the orange hair and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We have uh, sorry this went this this segment went a little long, and um, but we'll we'll see what happens with this and this crazy sports week. Which Vela will be a part of it. Hopefully, he's able to lift it up 
Um, we got Seattle, and then probably Atlanta, and then LAFC Atlanta. Um, and I think everybody will be watching. Hopefully, LAFC wins, but we will see. Uh, we're gonna switch up to a little more serious. This was kind of our, our, our intro to, to not talk, to actually talk about football, and now kind of away from it. Um, Adrian and I had a discussion last week. Um, all the things that are extra football, and all the things that happened, you know, and now we continue to talk about it. Um, but Adriana, you are in Mexico. I think Friday was it Friday or Saturday? This uh, news around Gustavo Matosas, and um, there's some audio that comes out from seven years ago. Kind of, there's just so much information that comes out. We finally saw. It. And so, can you give us a little bit of the of the storyline of what the heck is happening with uh, contracts and players and him getting some money for his mom with <laughs> give it to his mom or what's going on? Can you just tell Liga us? Max being Liga Max. Okay. Um, so yeah, on Friday, um, there was this investigation. It was published by Televisa. <laughs> oddly, oddly enough, like the news sort, like the news mm-hmm. department, not, not the yeah. sports department, which is weird, I guess. Um, so then this, um, they got these phone records where Gustavo Matosas is talking with an agent who was telling him to hire Matias Britos when he was back in Leon. And you can tell from the conversation that Gustavo Matosas was just going to get, get like a huge slice out of that cake, out of that transfer cake. Um, and apparently this has been going on with several players. So, I mean, it's it's like a three-minute long conversation, but you can hear him say something like, don't worry, just, you know, the money has to be in my, I think it was his, mo- his mother or his wife's account. His yeah, his mom's account, because otherwise people would notice. Um, and he says stuff like, don't worry, trust me, I, I'm the one who gets to decide who gets to play. So we've done this before, so um, let's just get to it. So the player they were talking about in that occasion um, was Matias Britos, who did go to Leon and actually played pretty well, but now you kind of put all the pieces together and you're like, oh, so that's why he joined Leon. So, so um, let, let me just stop yeah. you there. So the, what happens is an agent... A promotor goes, hey, Matias, we want to bring this this player to your team. And normally, you know, a coach would be like, no, you know, I don't need him. And yeah. the whole point is that, hey, what if we give you some money and then we can, you know, and then he's in your team. And, uh, you know, apparently that's what happens. And the coach goes, okay, you're going to give me money, then I'll have him on my team. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, yeah. that's where it's at. That's where it's at. So, obviously, um, if you start looking at other things that went on afterwards, I mean, you remember him at America, mm-hmm. and then you start remembering why he had some fights with Ricardo Peláez, and you can only imagine it was because he probably wanted some other players to join the team, um, which we can only imagine would also benefit him, again, economically. Um, wow. And that's why Peláez had, like, a t- difficult relationship with him. I mean, this is only, like, deducing, like, stuff from what, from what we've heard from the phone call. Yeah. So, so when, when coaches say, Hey, you know, I wanted to build my team, there are accusations that some coaches might be getting paid, right? For them to say that. And kind of it it benefits them too, because, you know, and I'm not saying all coaches, but we hear that all the time where, Oh, they didn't let him, you know, bring the people that he wanted. And, you know, that's, that's a side of Liga Amekis and probably all over the world too, that we might not hear about. And here is, you know, concrete evidence that it happens. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happens. Um, yeah, so this—I mean, when you start looking at these things, I mean, this was Matosas, and this is a, a coach that I mean was quite successful in, in Liga MX, except now. <laughs> um, 
But I mean, you, you start thinking at everything that goes on, for example, in Cruz Azul and how we've heard so much about um, if they're only going to have a relationship with one agent um, and if, if that's why they bring in some players that have had terrible performances yeah. with the club. Um, sometimes whenever a new coach comes in, you know that that coach is represented by whatever agent. So does that mean that also that agent will have... Oh my gosh, um, there's so much. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, it's like the, like, yeah, the dark side, like the dirty side of not only Liga Max, I'm pretty sure this goes on in almost most leagues. Um, but the thing is, how do you get something like that to stop? I mean, because, I mean, you say, you usually look at, I mean, I remember Cruz Azul, you would look at some players and you're like, how did Alemão end up in Cruz Azul or something? Yeah, and that's always been, we've known that these promotores will bring in, you know, South American talent, talent in quotation, yeah. right? That is, the, How are these guys getting on teams? And we've seen that before, but never implicating the coach. We always kind of felt like it was the, the, the team, you know, the organization who would get kickbacks. But in, this, this kind of makes a lot of sense that the coach would get something. And the and the unfortunate thing too is that like even though this happened you know a seven while years back, ago yeah it just isn't something that happened you know recently it's still this kind of comes out when Liga Mekis doesn't exactly have the best image right now in I mean, the last two weeks right like <laughs> yeah exactly I mean we saw what happened between Veracruz and Tigres uh, what's happening behind the scenes with Veracruz uh, we're going to talk about later on some of the issues that are going on Liga Mekis Femenil. When well, we saw what happened in the stands between the San Luis and Guerrero fans, it's just it's once again, it's just another thing that we're adding to a list of just like unfortunate things that we're talking about when it comes to Liga Mecki. So we're not talking about stuff that's happening on the field, but off the field. Unfortunately, yeah. so it's just the timing of this is just it's it's unfortunate as well. And that even though it happened a while back, it's just it's just unfortunate that uh, that Liga Mecki's image is, uh, is is being hurt here once again. And, you know, who loses in all this? It, the league. Well, not yeah, even the, the league, league. The yeah. fans, the San Luis fans. I mean, look at the month that they've had from... If you think the fans are suffering, imagine Marrero, who came in thinking that he was going to make like a huge business in Liga Mex. I guess you're right. With all the confidence <laughs> and trust from Atletico de Madrid. They're not too happy and right now, are they? Three, three months in, you're like, not, you're not going to make it to Liguilla. Um, you well, to well, no, hold on, hold on. About a month ago, San Luis was up there playing against Tigres and yeah. doing well with yeah. what was the coach Good. um Sosa when, uh, yeah. right right when he got fired and it's funny how he got fired for you know ethical things <laughs> and then it was like it was just downhill from there I mean it just now getting scored on you know three times by, by, by everybody but, but they're, they're, in, they're in the top eight what by like like a, a little, a little, like around the halfway point of the season. We were saying, like, we were saying how good they were doing, and this is a team that's okay. I'm not saying you know the best team, but could play against Tigres, could play against America. And then they know, fire their coach. Then boom, it's like it just, yeah. And it's unfortunate too because I mean this is involving a team that does have uh, you know outside investment. And I think something that the Liga Mekis needs to embrace even more so is just like outside investment to have these new ideas, to have these new kind of plans from people outside of Mexico. And like, so can you imagine like <laughs> headquarters just looking over at like like at what's happening right now? You're like, you know, what just happened to the stands? What just happened to the manager? Like, it's just it's 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 it must be really unfortunate for those involved in the team. Like you said, especially for the fans too. Yeah, that's where the fans kind of go like, man. Yeah, I mean, you can you still hear like 
Sosa chants ever since Matosas joined the team. So you were like, you took away a coach that was doing pretty well because they, what came out because some eth- some some guidelines that the team does not that, that he wasn't going by, which I don't. Yeah, I mean, what he, was it? He, it just seems like he had some trouble with with one of the players. I mean, that's something about the way he said stuff, like in the locker room, stuff yeah. like that. So I mean, it just sounds ridiculous. I mean, they were doing pretty well, and it's just I I think someone I don't know put some ideas inside of like. Marrero's head, and just they decided it was better. They were better off just letting him go. Matosas comes in; they're still pretty bad. And then the horrible Querétaro San Luis incident happened. And then on Friday, you know the the problem with Matosas, and obviously, you know, there, it, we kind of all knew if if they fired if they fired the, the the last coach for some ethical things, I would think that this would be a no brainer to fire. Um, Matosas now he's out uh, and again it just kind of goes what non-soccer related stuff and you know what we can kind of talk into it right now because we'll just kind of keep this segment as an NSR non-soccer related um, sure. but what's happening with Liga MX and Femenil I'm hearing some Veracruz players are not getting paid as we've already known from the male players and now obviously now com- confirmed the other uh, the, the female players aren't getting made getting paid Cholos uh, players having to to help break down a stage after Guns N' Roses? That, that was just Concert? crazy. I mean, yeah, so what happened really quick... Like an hour later. Go ahead, yeah, So really quickly what happened there, uh, just because people are probably saying, like, wait, what? What just happened? So so what happens is that there was supposed to be a Scholz Feminine game, and it was delayed because uh, the weekend beforehand, uh, there was a Guns N' Roses concert in Tijuana, uh, and uh, apparently... They did so. You know, sometimes they'll have like wooden planks and platforms and mm-hmm, whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, for those concerts. Well, it wasn't completely taken off the field, so they had to delay the game because of that. And you saw scenes outside of like fans just waiting in, in long, long lines, waiting to go in. And the reason is because they hadn't, you know, basically taken off all the stuff just yet from that concert. Jeez. And then there were images that that popped up uh, from from local Tijuana media uh, that showed uh like shows feminine players like helping take these like I mean, this is their warm-up essentially that unexpected warm-up like taking these like wooden planks and moving them to the side of the field so it's kind of like it was kind of bizarre because i i was watching the game uh online and where the where the billboards are at you could just see like countless wooden planks that they had to take off the field and onto the sidelines and like put them up there and the fun thing is they ended up getting the win too so shout out to shows feminine for getting the win there but yeah, that was uh, that was unfortunate to see there. It was it was just like the craziest week for Feminil because I mean we saw that then we saw the Gaxa um, players traveling Nikaxa players um, revealing to... that yeah they left like at four thirty a.m. to Mexico City from Aguascalientes which is like seven hour drive approximately and they made it to Costa Rica sixteen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to make it um, to Mexico City at noon but there were some protests and I don't know like halfway through the through their trip they were like we're not going to make it at noon no way um so then players were kind of i mean first of all they're, they're asked to bring their own lunch whenever they play away games and then since they were only going to make it to the, to the stadium like an hour before they were like we're not probably not going to eat anything before the game amazingly enough um they actually ended up they did end up um eat, eating something like two hours before the game which also seems kind of i mean not dangerous but you don't want to eat and then all of a sudden have to run for 90 minutes no um, 
And then um, we found out that some of their trips actually take up to 16 hours whenever they face like Tijuana or, or Juarez. Um, it was Juarez, actually. It's 16 hours to Juarez. They're not taking um, planes anywhere. And what they, when the only time they've had uh, to take an airplane was to Tijuana. And what happened was is they, they leave around 5 a.m. They get to the hotel. They can rest a bit, but they only get like three uh, hotel rooms for the entire squad. So you have like six players per, oh my gosh. per room. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it, it's so terrible. So people, like players from like Veracruz that go to Tijuana, are, they're, they're getting on a bus and going over there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I cannot, I don't really know about Veracruz, but Necaxa players, yeah, we At least Necaxa now. players, wow. Yeah, Necaxa players. I'm pretty sure some others, I mean, they've had really long bus trips. But Necaxa, I mean, how can you tell these guys? I mean, by the way, they won today their first game in the MX in the entire season, and this is like the 17th game for them. Um, but And obviously their last place, but I mean, how can you actually ask them to have better performances when you speak to some of these players and they're saying, I mean, we have cramps like all the way in the bus. We're trying to sleep. We obviously can't. We're eating on the bus. Um, we're eating whatever we bring along for the trip. It, it, so it's obviously difficult to have like a really good performance when, that, when that's the way you travel. People were um, questioning that player that went to Exatlon, right? Oh, yeah. It's like um, several actually now. I think there's like three of them now. <laughs> um, yeah, but the one thing is the one you, you, you're referring to. And the thing is, if they're, if they're I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very young league. It's, it's only been around for, what, since like late 2016? Because they, they first started playing in 2017, right? So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's it's unfortunate because, like, the we've seen that, like, the, the big main goal of the league, and you've, you've seen uh, Bonilla, you know, talk about it, is it's supposed to kind of, like, bring, you know, up-and-coming players for the Mexican women's national team, you know? And it's supposed to be kind of, like, building this foundation for women's soccer in Mexico. And you just wonder, like, how... How are you supposed to build that foundation, you know, and how are you supposed to help this league when you have these issues within the first yeah. couple of years? And it's just and I, and I know a lot of leagues that are young, they have like, you know, growing pains, and they have occasional issues. But it seems like so much of this could be avoided. You know, it's just so much of this doesn't have to be happening. And if you and if the, if the point of League of Mexico Feminine is to once again, to, to, you know, to help you know, find more talent for, for the women's national team, then you really have to run it a lot better than the way it's, it's, it's currently being run. Yeah, and then I mean, and then yesterday we see Puebla's captain tweeting out that um, during the protocol before the game, referees have to come up and check the uniforms and check if you have like like shorts underneath your shorts, you know, like the ones that like stick onto your legs. Um, so they usually do that for the guys to make sure that they're yeah, the they, yeah, it's uniform. every game, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so somehow, some I have no idea how they actually did this. They they had to check the women, and instead of just checking like like moving their shorts a bit they had to like look down on like their shorts Jeez. so they saw their underwear so they were complaining about this they were like how could this happen i mean this is a total violation of just being a woman and just uh, trying to play a game i mean how could you not think that you just ask them hey are you wearing something underneath is it the same color as your uniform and not have to look like underneath your shorts wow so, it was, yeah, it, it's been probably the most... Apparently the ref was like the second time or something like yeah, that. I was reading it, right? Was. I think it was like second division coaches. But second still, division, I mean, and there was... Yeah. I mean, not no excuse, but it's... it's Wow. Uh, yeah. Again, I, and I spent a lot of time on our last podcast just kind of talking about all this, the crappy things that are happening with Liga Amekis, and we won't stop talking about it because I think 
bringing people and the, and the knowledge of it. We can just kind of skip all the horrible stuff and just be like, yeah, let's talk, let's take soccer. But it's part of it. It's part of the whole yeah. of, of what's happening. And it, it, it stinks talking about it, but we need to bring this to light. You know, if you see that, if you see, um, you know, um, reporters like Amy and Adriana, and there's so many out there that are tweeting about, you know, all the injustice and all the things that are happening with him. And, you know, retweet it, like make it light, let people know. Um, because I think that's how, I think things are going to get better if, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's agreed. I mean, and players fortunately are like taking a stand and just, yeah. I mean, going onto social media and saying this is happening, which I, I'm really like really happy that they're doing this because I understand how difficult it must be. I mean, but Veracruz players, despite the fact that Carlos Alcido already said how much um, they're getting paid or they aren't and all these things, I mean, they still won't come up and actually say that because they're probably scared that they'll mm-hmm, end up mm-hmm. uh, like out of the team or something. But Slowly, yeah. I mean, you're you're starting to see these things, and hopefully that it'll just make um, other players understand that you do have to speak up and make sure that these things don't keep on happening. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because there's so much potential, you know, with Liga Mekis feminine. I mean, obviously, we could see that from like uh, the crossover you could get from from Liga Mekis fans watching Liga Mekis feminine. But I mean, I mean, I tweeted it out. I mean, it was like in early September. But uh, you know, more more people watch you know Tigres feminine versus Monterrey feminine. This was a game back in August. More people watch that game than a rivalry MLS match between New York City FC and New York Red Bulls. Like that's that's extremely impressive for a league that's that young. And I know that it's that it's two uh, Liga MX feminine rivals, but I mean that's that's hugely massive, and, and, and it, that you're getting those kind of ratings, you know, in a different country, you know. So obviously there's a lot of excitement, a lot of potential here, but then you just see kind of the issues that go on in the background. And it's just disappointing to see. So we're going to add the Tigres Feminil, Monterrey Feminil as one of the strongest rivalries in North America to that conversation. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just, I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. Well, we uh, we had our spot for non-soccer related, which you're going to hear a lot more, the NSR. I'm thinking of doing like, kind of like a weekly, like we'll do some soccer and then like on a weekly. This is our NSR piece. Our, NSR okay. sounds like some <laughs> sort of like government agency. So uh, we used to have NSR way back in the BigSoccer.com soccer boards uh, threads. And it was literally, we talked all about soccer, but we had a little section. So shout out to anybody that was back there in the 2000, early 2000 and we talked about Mexican soccer. And then we had our NSR section, which was just kind of venting about anything. If it's movies, if it's comedy, if it's uh, music, whatever. And we always, it, and you know what? We spent more time on the NSR because we just got to meet people. And I have great friends that I've met on, on that section. Shout out to Stevan, who's uh, still my one of my best friends. So I met in 2005. Anyway. Um, uh, you just like, you're just like, you know what? Did any, anybody see Memento? That movie's awesome, bro. Dude, like... dude, Memento is awesome. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. <laughs> it really is. Thanks, thanks for that. Um, all right, uh, let's jump. Let's jump back. Liga Mekki, since we uh, let's talk about some soccer. Any positives? Drum roll. Maybe, maybe Chivas could make it to a Liguilla. Come on, Adriana. You could be excited. The trophy's goal. You know, you know what I fear about the Come most? Come on. They face Veracruz in the last game. <laughs> <laughs> they got Cholos coming up. Tough game. That's that's tough. I mean, Cholos, um, despite being a home game for Chivas, I mean, Cholos was just one of those teams that can just like scare pretty much mm-hmm. any team. So, I I wouldn't be totally um, confident for Chivas. Do they make team. it? Do they make it to Liga? Let's. What do you say? No, they don't. No. Do you want, do you want to hear the odds uh, from uh, from five thirty eight? What they what they're giving them right now? 
What, like 10%? I mean, it's, not, it's not a negative number just because, <laughs> I mean, math. I'm going to go with 10. But, um, 11, we, 10. We, we, we was close. It's 9%. 9%. Really? Yeah. yeah. So tell me there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Epic line. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't see that happening. I mean, you've got, I mean, even Juarez has like one more point than Chivas at this point. Atletico San Luis has four more points than Chivas. Oh my God, Monterrey is also. They like, win their next four games. Four games, right? Yeah. Um, oh, no, that was it. Yeah. I know. It's, yes. it's tough to yeah. tell with the five weeks. You're like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> like, everybody, yeah. Everybody has a handful of games left. Four week, four, they or they're four, four home Four home games. No, they they win four games. Are in? I think it's twenty eight points, right? Yeah, that it's. I don't think they'll be in, even like no? despite winning four games, because like the, all the other like teams are really. It's really tough. I mean, you've got Necaxa in first place. Oh my gosh! With twenty eight points, but you've got Querétaro and Santos in second and third with twenty seven. So, so Querétaro and, and and Necaxa are in. Then you got all yeah, the craziness. Right, yeah. yeah. Then you got all the other ones. In as well. And I would say there's two point two two spots that Chivas might be able to make, and I'm and. and it's funny because I kind of want to pull them in there, like all this Chivas hate and all you know horrible season, and they make it the league. Yeah, that's that's be hilarious. It's Liga Mekis. That trophy's goal at the end. I mean, if you if you if you look at the standings, I mean, America is fifth. I mean, and they've had a, like tough, like a really tough, tough, tough tournament, and with all the injuries and mm-hmm. players leaving, and everything. But but still, I mean, they're only three points away from Necaxa, who's first place. So it, it's it's really close, um, a really close call, like for the last four games. I mean, yeah. only like I'd, I'd only worry like for Atlas and Tijuana who are seventh and eighth. Yeah, but Atlas still, Tijuana. I mean, if, if you look at the like teams that are underneath them, it's not like they're actually playing too well. So yeah, I and, mean, and that's what I think. I'm gonna go and say that these are the two most important games for Chivas, right? Coming up this this week, you win these two games. It's almost like the, especially the last, the second game, the, the game in the weekend. It's like that's it. That's your season, and that win. You know, Chofi's scoring. <laughs> Hopefully, catapult a little bit, a little momentum, having a good week. Uh, and, and Chivas is in. I don't know. I think I think essentially for Chivas, I, mean, I'm, I might be wrong here with the math, but I'm just kind of like looking at the schedule. My assumption is they have to get at least three wins uh, from those. Uh, I think yeah, it is. I think it is four games that they have left. And yeah, you could see them getting a win maybe against Toluca. Yeah, you could maybe see them getting uh, a win against Veracruz, obviously. But I think against Tijuana and Querétaro, I mean that's 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 gonna be tough for them just because of run of form. That Querétaro Querétaro's is in. Querétaro's already in. Querétaro's yeah, already in. Yeah, but I think that that like I mean whether they're in or whether, even if they're already in, that I think that's there. There are no guarantees right there. You no, know? yeah, they're, so, I, I I think they're fully like you know they're not gonna come out. They're not gonna play hundred. This is a perfect time. Come on, Chivas, I'm pulling for you. Here we go. I'll cheer for you. Beach, Cholos, go against Querétaro. Querétaro's already in. Let's see what is that leads. Is, yeah. is it sad that I actually don't want to make them? I don't want to see them make it through because that'll just mean it. They have more to actually like build up for next season. Then you have (laughs) then you have the fans that don't want you to go to the World Cup just to show up. Come on, Adriana, this is. But I mean, if they make it to the Liguilla, they did okay. If they make it to the Liguilla, they did okay. I think I think if you're a Chivas fan, you just kind of write off the season and you look forward towards the future. That's what I would recommend. If you're That's a what fan. happened when Almeida won that season. Everybody, and Almeida won in that season when people were like in this situation. They're like, you know what? Just, just forget this season. And that's that's when Chivas comes up. I don't know. I, I don't I think it's gonna happen. I just think that if you're a Chivas fan, just like 
just look at someone like potentially Antuna, potentially going over there. If you believe the rumors, you also see names like Jurado. You also see names like yeah, Pelaez is uh, Pelaez is in LA. Amy, yeah, at, Amy uh, had coffee with him today. She confirmed it. <laughs> we also we also see names like Eric Aguirre, Victor Guzman, others. So I think I think you everyone's uh, going you're, to Chivas. You're, you're Chivas fan, just keep your 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 your, your fingers crossed. Yeah. You potentially get some big signings in the near future once. Uh, Belayas, uh, his project. The magic of Belayas. I think he's going to bring Antuna. Antuna is going to go, and I think Antuna is going to do great things for Chivas. And uh, apparently, he wants to talk to all of, to everybody in LA. We've screwed up so many players. I don't even know. If true, I'm it's so true. I was, yeah, I was on, a, I was, I was running today, right? And I'm like, all right, what am I going to talk about on the show? And I'm like, okay, let's talk about Chivas. So I was kind of just thinking. I'm like, trophies. You think about that when you run? Well, it was because I wanted to get in my mindset of what I want to talk about and prepare <laughs> for it. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about um, Chivas. And, and I have this huge, like, golf course that I do. And I'm like, okay. And I can think about, like, where I'm like, hey, trophies did well. And then I go, wow, why, how does Chivas always find a way to screw up players? Like, Kubo, Fabian, trophies. Like, it's these players that give you, even, even uh, Fierro, they give you, like, four amazing games in the whole season. And everyone hypes them up. And then you never hear them again. And then... Well, the, there's so many factors. It's 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 the pressure of being at Chivas. It's the amount of uh, responsibility to put on the shoulders of a player. If they have like two good games, if a young Mexican has two good games for for Chivas, they're they're either the next savior for Chivas or the next up and coming talent for the Mexican national team. And as soon as they have one bad game, you know the press is all over. It's them. true, and that's and why it, I, I kind of think about that. I'm like, man, it's it's. I think it, I think it all comes down like to have like a really good like manager. I mean, because if you you, st- you start seeing these decisions, I mean. I remember Kubo perfectly. He was the new Chicharito. I remember oh, yeah. I remember. And they were like, that's the new Chicharito. So- and then you have Carlos Fierro coming off uh, from being U- uh, yeah, the U- uh, U-17 world champion. And s- for some weird reason, you just have to give him his first minutes with Liga MX. And then he, since he's already world champion, well, just keep him on the senior team and have mm-hmm. him play. And that it was just terrible for his process. And then, I mean, you start looking at all these like small decisions. And Chofi, same thing. He came over, had a couple of good games, and we're like, "Oh, he's the new jewel from Chivas's like youth squads." Um, it's like they're I, trying to I, mimic I what Chicharito did. I think that's what it is. Yeah, like they're, they're trying to. Ever since like, Chicharito, they, there's like the new hope that comes up when you're putting so much pressure to have that key player. Mm-hmm. And I just think you need someone to come in and say, "That's not going to happen. We just have to make sure that we just take care of our, like these really good players that we have in the youth level." Because I mean, they're they're really competitive and they like the U twenty, U seventeen level. But something happens, and you, yeah, I mean, they kind of screw and up. And then when the, you bring them the, the, the players that they don't pay attention to go to another team and do amazing. <clears throat> Macias, <laughs> Pizarro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? Even Orlean. Wait, no, he didn't come to there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's 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 kind of comical, and I yeah, feel bad. Then the team doesn't have any money. You can't bring just about any play. I have no or, idea. Or a team, or 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 right? They there is a. Mexican player that is scoring a lot of goals and people don't really pay attention to it. They're like, eh, it's, it's Pulido. Who cares? I mean, it's the top Mexican scorer. Well, I mean, he was overdue. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I he's mean, overdue. Seriously, I mean, we expected this Pulido, like, ever since he joined the team. I mean, it's not that he hasn't scored important goals. He has, but we just expected him to be a bit more consistent. I never really saw the hype on him. Even with the national team, I think he scored against Korea and San Diego. And Okay. And I was like, again, hey. uh, we'll see. All right, Liga Mekis. What else about Liga Mekis? Excited, guys. You guys, uh, you really believe Necaxa Querétaro are going to take the title? Anyone? Uh, I mean, what I, I Bueller. Mean, I think what's exciting about it is that I feel like whenever there's like 
there's this kind of I mean, there's always a bunch of parody in Liga Mekki. Sometimes you really don't know who's going to win the title. Sometimes you really don't know who's going to come out on top. Who's going to win the title? <laughs> <laughs> but I think right now, like if you were to if you were to ask if you were to ask like a hundred like Liga Mekki's fans, like uh, you know who who they think is going to is going to take the title well, this season. Fifty of them are America fans, and the other forty five <laughs> are Chivas fan, and the other five, the other three are Tigres fan. <laughs> then you got one Cruz Azul Pumas and me with Leon. Like I that's... guess, I guess, I guess I should, I guess I should rephrase it and just be like, okay, is, there, is, okay. there, is there a clear cut favorite for the title this season? And I say no, I not at all whatsoever. Is there? Are there? Even, are there, even there like two? There never is, though. You know what I mean? Like, oh, but sometimes I think we I, all want to say Tigres. But I, th- I think that was true though before in the like the last like few seasons. I feel like oh Monterrey Tigres, Monterrey Tigres, Monterrey Tigres, America, Monterrey. Like I yeah, always I, I have, I've picked those America teams, to win. I still think those teams stand out, but just like I think this season, like uh, I think there's a serious amount of parity there, and I think there's a serious like there's like, like I mean I mean it's always very close uh, at the top of the table. But like Adriano was saying, you know, like just like. America is just three points off from Necaxa. You know, Querétaro is up there. You have Santos. You have León. You know, uh, Tigres are still in running. You could potentially have a little bit of a good run there from maybe, let's say, someone like Morelia. You know, or Cholos or, or Atlas. So I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about Liga Mekis, right? You kind of want Macias to win, right? Like it'd be a great season <laughs> if you won. So get on the León train. We'll all be happy. I'll I'll, choo- I'll 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 root for Chivas to make it to the Liguilla, and then everyone kind of jump on this Leon train, and we can see Macias win his title, and then he can go to Europe. Like it'd be perfect. It'd be it'd be good for the national team if 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 Macias wins a, a title. <laughs> the Leon train does does the train have Wi Fi? I'm not sure yes. if I'll go on that train. Yes, yes, it has excellent Wi Fi. <laughs> Google Google Fiber like <laughs> sponsored this Leon train. Get on. I got Cadi, and that's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, fun, fun, fun. It's like, yeah. yeah we're going to go on that train. It's going to be like showing up to like a party like way too early. You're like, oh, it's just like two of you. And you're like looking around. You're like, this is kind of an awkward train. And you're looking outside. And like, then the Gaxa train's really exciting. The Gareta train. Whatever. Really Said no one ever. Please, please, if you are a Nicaxa fan, you know, write and tell us. Because there's Gareta Nicaxa. Come on. That train has 28 it's- points. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> hey we got like we're almost there all right all right uh we have spent almost it's almost at the top of the hour for for us but we'll continue to go um just really quick u17 world cup mexico drew against paraguay 10 men down um cesar what can you tell us uh we're we gonna get out of the group stage this is u17 we're supposed to be ruling at this what's going on Paraguay? <laughs> it's, it's our bread and butter this is right? bread and butter you, come you, on <laughs> what can you tell us we have hope again we go against um Italy, right? Coming up? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, so, so, Solomon Islands or something. Yeah, in the Solomon yeah. Islands in our last yeah, game. So, yeah, so today was uh, it went up against Paraguay. Uh, they got a 0-0 draw uh, in the opener. I, didn't, I, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to, to see the game, but uh, actually on uh, FMF State of Mind, uh, they do have a good little summary of what happened. Uh, and it does look like, you know, the point wasn't exactly the worst scenario for Mexico um, because uh, what no happened point. in the second half was that uh, was a Pizzuto, uh, uh, one of the U seventeen players. He got a he got a red card for Mexico, so they actually went that down. That's a to weird red card, by the way. Yeah, I was kind of looking at that. Oh, did you guys see the red? I didn't get a chance to see the red. So yeah, why, I mean, why... both players like slide and try to get the ball. It just seemed. I mean, 
Pisuto got the red card, and then the Paraguayan player got the yellow card. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like they we're both going to the ball like with the same force. Um, I don't really think they were trying to hurt each other or anything. I I really don't understand why one would get one card and then the other another card. Yeah. So I think yeah. So the good thing for Mexico is that yeah. Uh, that uh, even though they went down to 10 players, at least from the article that I read, it looked like they were kind of pushing forward there. So to kind of like bounce back after that to still be able to push forward and to still try to push for that game winner is kind of a positive. But they're going to be going up against a, an Italian side that got a 5 nothing win uh, against the Solomon Islands. So I think uh, this could potentially be your make-or-break situation uh, for, for Mexico here uh, going up against Italy because you, you might have something like goal differential yeah, uh, being p- definitely here. So I think that's it's a pretty important game. They'll be going up against uh, yeah Italy on Halloween, and then their final match of uh, of the group stage will be up against Solomon Islands, which I've seen some people say is potentially the weakest team in the two thousand uh, the two thousand nineteen U seventeen World Cup. So I think that that's that's got to be uh, for sure going to be it has to be a win for Mexico there if they want to go into the next round. But yeah, uh, that that match against Italy on uh, Halloween is definitely a big one for Mexico. Didn't we face Italy in the last youth tournament? And it was kind of, I think we started, was it the U20s? Yeah, it was the first. Yeah, so so many. I'm kind of like, yeah, no, it was this. It was, I thought it was this year. Like we played Italy and then they beat us 2 0. And it's like, again, now we played. Was it Toulon? I thought it was important. I don't don't know. I don't remember this. So many tournaments this year. So many players. Anyway, um, uh, we'll see because, you know, they, they, even if they tie against Italy, you know, that's two points. And then they beat that will get us at five points. We're gonna say that Paraguay is gonna beat Solomon Islands even by five or three, four, five, zero. So that'll get them at four points. If we can get at least a tie, we're in. Um, and then uh, because obviously our third game would be against the like Cesar said the weakest team. So hopefully the, we don't we at least get a tie against Italy, and uh, then we don't have to go up to um, goal differential, right? So dun, 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 we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then really quickly about about Pizzuto, I think it kind of fascinating if someone if eventually someone gets a chance to write an article about him because it seems like he's got kind of a interesting background because he actually lived in New Zealand uh, for a little bit and he actually developed as a player not in Mexico uh, but in New Zealand for for I'm not sure how many years but he was out there for for quite some time so I think it'd be kind of interesting to to see this Mexican kid who lived in New Zealand for a while now he's playing with Mexico's U17s. Hey man, it's not that guy that contact that by con- the way. Isn't that that kid that contacted us? Was it? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that guy contacted everybody. See, where he contacted us, hey, I'm playing in New Zealand. I'm trying to be blah, blah, blah. And now you said that. I'm like, man, did we just totally like. <laughs> no. He goes huge. Because mem- <laughs> I know Lisa Davila is playing in New Zealand. Was that him? No, no. It was some. No, that wasn't Davila, no. No, it was some <laughs> random guy that was like, hey, I'm playing in New Zealand, and I, I, I want to see if somebody could write it. I'm like, and I kind of talked There's to him. There's two Mexican players in, in the, like, New Zealand and Australian league? No, so, but he basically what it is, I, we've given this guy way too much attention now. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he wanted. He, like, emailed a bunch of us and was just like, hey, like, I'm, like, I'm a semi-pro or, like, whatever pro player somewhere out in, like, New Zealand, and I'm trying to get, like, some attention from any kind of media because I want to make a, a move, you know, to a, to a team. You think you'd give me a shout out? And like, basically like, I apologize. Like, ah, sorry, man, I can't, I can't do this. But we've talked about him now a couple times. The Mexican soccer oh, cause he said, cause you said, Hey, there's this kid. And I was like, wait, is that him? Did we just totally like this guy's all of a sudden become something big and like, 
Hey, remember those Mexican soccer show jerks who didn't want to write about me? <laughs> I don't like them, but I'm going to download the latest podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I'll find out. I think I have a message saved somewhere. Okay, all right. That? Do you think players, like, like there's, like, bigger media that, like, players, like, contact? And just, I don't know, maybe there's more shady stuff that goes on that we're unaware of. Do they pay uh, you, Sasan? What if somebody pays you? Hey, can you uh, write about me? This is it. Hey, I'll do it. <laughs> hey, okay. Well, well, send me a DM uh, <laughs> over at. at no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, uh, all right, guys. Uh, it's already an hour here. Um, lots that we talked about today. Um, Chicharito got his first regular goal this season with Sevilla. Woo! Yeah, I got Yeah, I guess we gotta. I'll go over that really quickly, so we don't just like end the episode without talking Mexicans in Europe. But really, really, really quickly. Uh, Chicharito got his first uh, yeah, La Liga goal for Sevilla. It's a great finish. He definitely looked relieved, too. So good. shout out to him for getting that first La Liga goal, although he has scored for Sevilla beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tecatito got an assist for Porto over the weekend. Um, you got the full 90 minutes for Raul Jimenez and a 1-1 to draw for Wolves against New- Newcastle. Uh, PSV were demolished like 4-0. Uh, and Eric Gutierrez was uh, in the eleven. Uh, there's some problems for Real Betis. Uh, they lost again. It looks like they're definitely in a relegation battle, so maybe they're going to have a new manager soon uh, for Guardado and Linus. And Linus wasn't even the roster over the weekend. Um, and then um, with some Champions League, Europa League stuff, uh, Herrera got minutes in a one nothing win for Atleti over Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Edson Alvarez played like a minute <laughs> for Ajax in a one nothing loss to Chelsea. Uh, uh, Chucky Played about like 65 minutes for for Napoli in a three to two win in the Champions League, um, and then he, uh, in the Europa League before uh, before the weekend, Jimenez uh, got a, the game winner for Wolves in a two to one win over Slavin Bratislava, and uh, let's see, Tecatito got full 90 minutes as a right back for Porto in a one one draw Rangers, and uh, there are a handful of other games. So I think those were kind of like uh, the bigger storylines from the weekend. All right, that was our Mexican abroad minute. Brought to you by Cesar Hernandez. <laughs> I just I wanted to sneak it in. I and uh, <laughs> brought to you by Sandisk uh, USB drives. Who I have in front of me. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> trying to give you some kind of sponsor. <laughs> if you want to sponsor that minute, soccer, Cesar, come, come and talk to us. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much, Adriana, for uh, rushing to home, jumping on. Mr. Cesar, also for uh, coming on on the show and give us all of your expertise. Shout out to Amy for uh, the great rundown and giving us all the talking points and um, doing an amazing job producing uh, our show. I will be having a little vacation time for the next two weeks, so I won't be able to get on. I'm going to Thailand. So, miss, yeah, it's a trip I've been nice. planning for a while. Um, I really try to look to see if there's any type of soccer over there. Like, if I can, is there a soccer game, soccer match? Like, something. I couldn't find anything. Wasn't, wasn't yes. the Thailand or Philippines, the, the, like, the, the team of the yeah. stuck in the cave? It was, Tha- it was Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like trying to figure out something there. There you go. So I'm like, uh, see, and then I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't do anything with soccer. So um, I will probably not be tweeting much, but self-plug, follow me on Instagram, and we'll have a lot of stories, and, and, and especially of a new country like Thailand and, and my experience there. Wiz Vasquez, W-I-Z, and then my last name, V-A-Z-Q-E-Z, if you, uh, if you haven't followed me either, on, on Instagram. I'm always having fun, and uh, sometimes I talk about soccer, but not really. It's all just random stuff, so... Uh, and uh, I like to follow a lot of people back. So, yeah, it's kind of see what other people's have. So that is my plug there. So I won't be in the next two weeks. So I don't know. I think probably Cesar will be hosting 
uh, and uh, takes takes on the hosting post. He's up now and starting eleven on the. You know hosting what happens job. when Caesar hosts, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. 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 is that is that? We have, is we that... have a... We have a three-minute conversation about cats. That's how we start off the pod. That's that's a good way. DJ Cuddles. And what's your cat's name? My cat or no, Adriana's cat. I have three cats: Gordon, oh um, Golden, God. and Mishi. Dimitri or Dimishi? Mishi, just Mishi. Oh, Mishi. I was Sounds like way. yeah. I don't know. She had another name, but somehow my dad thought that Mishi was I don't know made sense. <laughs> All right, all right. Named um, James and Gotze because it was the World Cup and it just seemed appropriate. And then they just didn't stick. No, no one supported me with that decision. <laughs> oh gosh, you went with the James. <laughs> and that's how we're gonna end our show, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Keep it here with uh, the Mexican Soccer Show. Tweet at us, write us, and uh, we'll uh, we'll give you a shout out again. Thanks so much for uh, guys for joining on, and once again, our producer Amy for everything that she does. Hasta la próxima. <laughs>